Hey, how your mom and dad? Welcome to the Far Reaches podcast. We are four friends from Eastern Oregon who've traveled the world and wound up scattered across the U.S. Join us as we get together to talk about current events, old events, agriculture, politics, movies, books, stocks, love, and even a little bit of life. No, we don't always agree, but we stay friends and even enjoy a few laughs. We think you will too, so come on along and enjoy the ride. Don't forget, keep on reaching. And hey, don't forget to stop by our special friends at B&K Auto Salvage who help bring this podcast to you each and every week. Folks, with over 1,200 used vehicles in stock and a large selection of 4x4 parts available, that's always being updated. B&K Auto Salvage is your Eastern Oregon one-stop shopping for the automotive world. And be sure to listen very close every week for the Far Reaches promo code that's going to get you discounted pricing and bumps on those prices on that scrap. So that's our good, good friends at B&K Auto Salvage. Make sure you told them the Reacher sent you and listen every week for the promo code to get extra savings. So, yeah. Does your shirt say uh, body by brisket? It does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, you know, the Brisket Board of America keeps sending me uh, uh, cease and desist letters to stop wearing the shirt, but <laughs> I'm not stopping. Did you know that brisket has, was historically like a like a poor people meat? Oh, dude, it's trash. Yeah, it was like the now cheapest. It's like, now it's the favorite. Right? It is the cheapest cut you could get. Like it was like pennies on the pound, man. I think that's yeah. why I heard that's why the, uh, the Jews ate it because they were, used to be poor. Yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah. <laughs> That was it's it takes forever to cook it's fatty um yeah it can often be it's never very uniform it's unwieldy um take your pick man yeah it's like cross-section weird like when you cut it up it's all different directions against the grain is it still kind of is it still priced uh as inexpensive relative to other cuts no. or now that it's more popular is it expensive now? it's expensive um so Let's say five years ago, maybe a little bit longer, you could find brisket everywhere for a buck and a half to two and a half a pound. And five years before that, it was 70 to 80 cents. Uh, now it's four bucks plus for, for brisket. Huh. Yeah. Um, what's, a, what's, a, what's a roast beef? What cut is that? Just from all over. It's like roast. Like a chuck roast of you know, yeah, somebody makes of, a roast. Yeah, most That's usually my least it's favorite piece of beef. I think. Yeah, it depends on how it's cooked. Like, and most of them turn out kind of dry because they get steamed for like thirty hours. You no, know, the Irish folks like to have like on the wait, what are they eating on on, on like St. Patrick's Day? Corn beef and time. cabbage. Yeah, when I was growing up. I went over to her apartment. She had made all day. She spent all day making uh, mm -hmm. corned beef and something else. And I was like, pretty disappointed. Didn't want to eat that shit, you know? Oh, see, corned beef a lot of times was from brisket. It's just been corned or pickled, if you will, brined. Yeah, it's gross. So, yeah, it's quite tasty, actually. It's one of my favorite. If, like most <laughs> things, it's cooked properly. You can totally hook you up with that girl. Yeah. Uh, hi. Yeah. 
you could totally f it up, dude. Uh, I've actually made my own. I've, I've I've brined it for a couple of weeks and then smoked it. That's actually if you smoke it, it makes it pastrami. If you pepper it, if you just cook it, and then it's uh, corned beef. So, yeah, he uses curing salts, uh, just like you do if you made like bacon or anything else. That's why it turns like really like corned beef is like really bright red usually or a dark red color. That's why. Some of them in the store are actually colored extra red but that curing salt actually oxidizes i think and makes it red well just the whole meal isn't what i think i feel like you make it in a crock pot you got like cabbage and carrots and mm -hmm. it's a pretty boring meal mm -hmm. cheese and i mean bread you can make that yeah uh I make a better uh, Italian probably than the Irishman. I to be sure, yeah, it happens. I gotta find the freaking code for Bradbury. Never mind. It says it. now. Now he says never mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, it depends on how you prepare it. What you have with it, like good rolls and some some mustard with the corned beef is really good. And good sourdough bread with some mayo or Miracle Whip or mustard. Corned beef is just really tasty. <coughs> I think. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I like uh, here comes the Bradbury. Good roast if you cook it properly, it's quite tasty. Um, it's only good, I feel like, at the end of that first initial meal, then you get one of those. My grandma had one, it was like an old school metal grinder, and you just grind it up. Oh, you make like she hacks. would like attach it to her cutting board and then grind it, and then you yeah. throw a bunch of mayo, a little and, bit of mustard, yeah. Then you have yeah. a good sandwich. Yeah. That's pretty cool stuff there, Maynard. Then I'll come to the table, Grandma. Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's a little medley. Uh, that's not as common as it used to be, for sure, to grind it all up and kind of make a... Some people call that a hash or a sandwich spread. or a, it's, uh, it's pretty tasty, though. Boy, look at that. That is just 10 pounds a man and a 5-pound sack right there, folks. For those of you who are just listening and driving down the road, Richard's adjusting his camera in the kitchen. and Trying to find a good spot to podcast. We got the full belly shot there for a few minutes and definitely put his widescreen camera to full use. <laughs> We're here. It's like that 1979 video by Smashing Pumpkins. He's just walking around, weird close-ups, throwing shit over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I love that How video. How many rooms do you probably. have in that house, Richard? What? He's just going around in a circle. He's just back house. in the you kitchen, a... dude. It's just a circle, man. Goddamn mansion. <laughs> it's a circle. Yeah. Yeah, that light is just super annoying. Yeah, makes you look like some kind of being. Put dimmers on it. Need to get you like a. Ooh, that's that just a. Terrible. That's just a. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work for anyone. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell just... you guys right now. If you're just if you just mostly usually listen to this, bless your heart for doing so. Uh I, I, on this particular occasion, I'd suggest you go to YouTube or Facebook and, and just watch the video for the first little bit here when we get. We've got the Richard in the kitchen, which is always... I think your kid was attacking the dog in the background, by the way. And they trade they, off, I think. They were hugging. They trade off. They hug. Pretty much even. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
so we got we got the boy and the dog in the background uh, we got richard cooking um as you can tell my wife isn't here tonight so there you go so yeah he's now just putting something together you know we got a pretty eclectic collection of spices on the shelf here we got an old ranch pack yeah, some yeah. kind of I'll like the, like some kind of knockoff i don't know what um yeah it's perfect did we make a little carbonara carbonara yeah <laughs> where'd the wife run off to tennis instructor she wasn't gonna go to pio but she decided not to what's that uh, I don't know. Class or something. Some sort of exercise. It's the it's exercise that evolved after Zumba, and before Pilates, and before that step class, and before that started somewhere back with jazzercise. Sounds like a yeah. spinoff of something with Tony Horton. So yeah, Jess is yeah. going to something these days a lot called ciabatta or something like that. Ciabatta. That makes me hungry. That, that sounds like a sandwich. It'll probably We're, get to Lakeview in two or three more years. I've heard of Lombada. Is it close to that? That's the forbidden dance, awesome. you know. That's Jess. Get her the get those jammy pants. Jessica, yeah. what's the name of that exercise that you do? Tabata. 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 Sounds like Lombada. I think it's the Lombada, Joel. You might want to check it out. I think she's doing the forbidden dance. Yeah, it's all about hip action, which you should encourage. Just saying. Also, was it that one of some big movie stars breakout movie? Lombada? Yeah. Well, that's La Bamba. That's a different. I thought there was a movie called Lombada. Maybe. I don't know. I finally had IMDB or the internet. I could look it up. Uh, yeah. You don't have. Oh, you don't have the internet. Well, you I don't. have the internet. I have. Of course I have the internet. Yes. I was being. Uh, some might say a fascist or a smartass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But okay. so like I think it's ski school. They talk about the lambada. That's the, the forbidden, forbidden dance. dance. Yes. Yeah. Um, Isn't that where you uh, try to go underneath like a progressively lower doing? pole. No, that's doing? limbo. Lambada is when they just break into the the sauna and they start like lambada with the uh, hot chicks. It's it's nice. Uh appears to be lambada and lambada two in 1990. Uh, and then there's also, yeah, um, so Lombada 1, uh, apparently. Uh, let's see, Kevin Laird is a Beverly Hills school teacher by day and a mystery man by night using his Lombada dance moves to first earn the kids' respect and acceptance. Kevin then teaches them academics, of course. But when a jealous student exposes Kevin's double life, his two worlds collide, threatening both his job and reputation. Starring J. Eddie Peck, Gloria Harden, and Aldolfo Quinones. Okay, check out the Lombada 2. See who's the stars of that. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> this came out in the same year. Lombada and no Lombada way. 2 came out in the same year. <laughs> That's some marketing right there. Must be some... Michael is a young, handsome video director from the United States in Brazil to shoot a video for the beautiful rock singer Annabelle Lewis. That's all it says. Well, who's Hannibal Lewis? I don't know. Um, she probably Mary Sellers or Via Negromante. Uh, oh, I, I doubt she's Andy J. Forrest. Famous Hollywood actor was in one of those two movies. Uh, not yet. It's probably definitely not Lombada 2. 
also a 19. And there's an, also another one called The Forbidden Dance, a.k.a. La Bada Adanza Prohibida in 1990. Let's check that one out. A Brazilian princess tries to save the rainforest by introducing the world to the electrifying exotic Lambada. Uh, Laura Herring, Jeff James, and Barbara Brighton star in that. Quite uh, Laura Herring is Nisa. Sid Haig was in that. Uh, Richard Lynch, also a longtime bad dude. Um, Stephen Williams as Weed. So this one's got potential, uh, but it's right up there with, yeah, I think, uh, it, I'll put it this way. So Lombada gets three and a half stars. Breaking okay. and Breaking 2 get almost six stars apiece. So you take it from there. In essence, Breaking, Breaking, pardon me, is almost twice as good as Lombada. So uh, just saying but now as I look at the cover of Lombada first, the uh, Meloria Harden is the chick you're thinking of, I think, there, Mr. Bradbury. She okay. was in the office. She's the hot chick in the office. Okay. Which one? Uh, the one that Michael dates later on. <clears throat> Melora Harden. The HR woman? No. No, she's not HR. She's Jan, his boss, with the cans. She gets the bolt-ons. Oh. Yeah. Oh. She is in this movie as a youngin. Um, apparently, yeah, she's got like dark, <coughs> dark jet black hair on the cover, and like a black and white polka dot dress. So, hey, I watched uh, the night on fire. Ouch. I watched the last last Boy Scout last night. Oh, you did? Well, now, yeah. What do you think? Um, I was immediately like, this movie is absurd. It started. They're, it they're they're playing a football game. And oh yeah, pitch, that part. Pitch black is super dark. It's one weird spotlight. It's, Turn on the lights. Remember, it's the nineties. It was edgy. Yeah, and then uh, wasn't it, was it Tony just, Scott, the director, too, or something like that? I forgot. I, I looked at the director. Can't remember. Who it, was it was absurd. Him Keep running talking. and then pulled out the gun and ate life a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it's the absurdity of him getting a phone call. It was like, start scoring touchdowns. Like, well, that's from, that's I'm from trying Milo. to score touchdowns. It's Milo, like, dude. Just it has do to do whatever I want. That's the whole point. That's why he can't hack it. That's why he kills himself. Uh, I mean, nobody can just score, except for like Mike Hass could do that. I mean, that's that's why, say. yeah. Nice way to haul Hass. Tony Scott, director. That's kind of like the undertone there. Like, you know, he just couldn't handle the pressure. But, I mean, if you get past the initial football scene, um, you know, Hallenbach's like a great character. Him and him and Wayans play well off each other, I think. Like, pants. Like, $600 for pants. They don't have, like, a TV or some shit in them. Yeah. Like, a lot of great lines. Uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty bad movie. Well, that's too bad. It's too bad. Your hand is raised. Like, we're going to watch Bruce Campbell work the Army of Darkness. He's <coughs> probably never seen what? that either. So, yeah. What, what a bad movie. Like, all the great one-liners. I think I fucked Squirrel to death. Like, what, you know, Head of the Gut, Mike. Like, all those great lines. Like, we're being beat up by the inventor of Scrabble. Like. Yeah, it didn't, no, didn't oh, resonate. Just didn't me. get you, huh? That's too bad. It's too bad. One generation too late. That's okay. Yeah, I think you maybe have to, like, have one of those movies you have to have fond memories of it as a kid and then that'd be part of it 
I think uh, I think it aged remember, pretty well though. It ended poorly too. I can't remember. Get a dog, Sarah. He's dancing the jig. Like, <laughs> how could you? I don't know, man. I, this is one of these these things we're just gonna have to disagree on. We're not gonna have to agree to disagree. We're just gonna disagree. I think it. Uh, it's one of those things. Like when it's on, I'm watching it from where, where, no matter where it's at. Where'd you get that suit at, Gangsters R Us? Like so many great, like Furry Tom and Prime, man. Just say Halle Berry or Prime, early Prime. Yeah, but she only was in in like two scenes. And yeah, she got she shot. Made the most of them. Don't get me wrong. That, I don't even think that was her body when they like zoomed in on her butt. That was her body. Dude. Believe me, huh? I'm I'm quite the expert on Halle Berry, especially your backside. That was Halle Berry. I've got a whole <laughs> matrix plot of moles and, and bifurcation. Yeah, it's fine. Don't trust me. Yeah. Uh I, I think uh Beverly Hills Cop is a superior movie. I think writing wise, yeah, it doesn't have the one liners. I don't think that Boy Scout does, but Beverly Hills Cop is phenomenal and is I think part two is great also. There's a part two of Lost Boy Scout? No, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Is there like three of them? I think so, but they kind of waned. Uh, Bradbury, I want your hat, dude. That's surge. badass. Never oh, yeah. No, I, I cannot. No, no. Get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot. No, I, <laughs> no, I will not. It's a little espresso. I throw some lime. It is very nice. You would like it. No, no get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot. No. <laughs> I like when he picks up his car. Hey, be careful. Like all this shit happened last time I parked there. Like his blue Nova's all beat up. Like, <laughs> but answer me this here's a huge plot hole. In, in Beverly Hills Cop. So he takes a couple days off. You telling me he drove that blue piece of shit Nova from Detroit to Beverly Hills in like a day or two? Seriously? The thing I was thinking about is uh, I went to uh, Glacier Park, right? Did that road trip earlier, right after Roundup. Went to oh, Glacier, yeah. Up to Glacier and stuff. Um, during that trip, I was thinking like, about all the people that used to make that drive in like the 70s and 80s and those shitty cars that were available at the time like a like a nova i'm surprised that like i wouldn't want to do that like it's <laughs> oh, no, tolerable that's what you say my, like, getting there is half the fun because that might be all fifty thousand dollar top of the line pickup because you got all sorts of entertainment it's comfortable and it's smooth, right? Oh, no, no, no. Like, like, like some old piece of shit. You got to roll down the windows. You got no stereo. It's hot. Your back's sweaty. You got to pull yeah. over every 190 miles and get fuel. Top yeah. off the oil. Yeah, top off the oil, get fuel, check the tires. Uh, don't turn it off. It won't start. Um, yeah, that's. It wouldn't be tenable. I wouldn't have done it. It'd be untenable. Don't yes. park it forward. It doesn't have reverse. Yes. <laughs> Always park downhill so I can push start it. Uh, you wouldn't have stayed home. Like there was no, there was no alternative, Joel. It didn't matter. Like it was beats walking. This car or... doesn't even have an infotainment screen. <laughs> what is this piece of shit? This car was made before the word infotainment was even a word. Yes. What do you mean? Does the car doesn't have FM3? Yeah. <laughs> FM3. Yeah. You mean you don't have the old Craco AM radio? That's it. That's all AM. You can hear the lightning strikes from across the desert when you're driving. But the weather band works. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, this is a that guy you could just hear for days. The same monotone weather dude the whole time. It could be a t- plan so much more thoroughly to go anywhere back then. Not really. <laughs> like you have people who are just always on a map. Like, like yeah. if you're if you're driving by yourself, how the fuck do you know you where freaking you're going? Just whipped out the gazetteer from behind the seat, and you're just freaking or GPS. Give her that shit, man. You're looking for road signs, mile markers, like that's north. Yeah. It was like uh, Lewis and Clark stuff. <laughs> you know that like odd odd interstates run run direction and you know and, and even interstates run east west and odd run north south. Gotta take a Native American with you on every road trip. Part. We were, we just were were still having good road trips. Yeah, we were the last Boy Scouts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Life was good. Dude, dude, I I highly encourage you sometime you travel, don't use GPS, just use map road signs and maybe a map. No, I mean, like, I I, I used to do that. When I went to college, I remember if I were to drive from Pendleton to Corvallis now, once I got to Portland, I'd probably like throw on a gps so i don't fuck up the portland freeways and whatever but i used to be able to you know i used to be able to do it and then uh i don't know kind of lost that skill when i first moved to new york i remember uh moving here this is before smartphones um but you know there was a website called uh hopstop.com and go on that. It'd tell you like you enter in where you wanted to go, and then it would tell you the subway directions. Oh, yeah. So then I take a piece of paper and kind of write write it down, or I think the blue. If I knew I wanted it, yeah. to go to a specific place before I would leave, I would look it up on the internet where it's located. Yeah. And be like, okay, it's on Thirty Third and Second Avenue, uh, and then uh, and then I get there, but. Nowadays, you don't, you don't even. I, I remember being amazed, like people would know exactly where everything was, like uh, any building you were going to or a restaurant. They'd be like, "Oh, it's on Forty Six and Eighth. Yeah. How, how do you remember that? I, I always used to know like seven pages of phone numbers. Always, like you didn't, you didn't store it anywhere. Like a, a, you didn't have a cell phone, but b, like your phone numbers were all on a sheet of paper like by the phone hey, <laughs> or like in a book like <laughs> or when i first moved here and i'd accidentally get lost and a couple times i'd be like start going across the river like oh fuck i'm going <laughs> yeah, to oops. brooklyn wrong way going yeah. into brooklyn. I, uh-oh <laughs> get all panicky no, no good can come oh, with this i don't know what part of brooklyn i'm going into this might be a bad part of brooklyn yeah that's the best part about not knowing where you were going and having to find the way was yeah. all the cool stuff you found while you were lost like to this day i know cool places in albuquerque that hardly anybody knows them because he found them i did the same yeah. thing in oakland uh yeah just even the bus driver was like you sure you want to be on this bus <laughs> i was like as far as i know yeah <laughs> Yeah, it happened to us in the South Bronx. We got off the train one time. We were in the wrong stop in the Bronx. And this like uh this black lady wearing like you know, like the real bright 
flowy dress, traditional garb or whatever. Mm-hmm. She just was like, you boys are in the wrong spot. <laughs> if I was you guys, I'd be uh, leaving. How do, how do we get out of here? <laughs> we wandered like that all the time, too, from when I was stationed in San Diego. The main way to get around was the trolley. And you either take it downtown San Diego or you'd go south through Chula Vista and then Tijuana. Um, it dropped you off on this side. You had to walk across the border. But, yeah, there's a couple stops past when you came back in that were pretty squirrely also. But there was many of those that you didn't want to get off without numerous of you or at the wrong time of day. And you figured that out. <clears throat> but you learned how to chameleon a little bit, too. So It was fun. Yeah, that was always your strong point, chameleon. Chameleon. Yes. Thank you, Richard. That's quite the compliment. <clears throat> All right. What's fun. on the agenda today? What's that? For the, what's on the agenda for the podcast? Well, the normal stuff. We're going to start with the good old reach around. Um, oh. Yeah. I think if you don't want to, we could do something else. But uh... Well, anything interesting happened? Uh, <laughs> Opie says you learn to read a map. Damn it! Anything interesting? <laughs> Party mom, good to have you here too, darling. Great to see you. Uh, I was just checking on some of the uh, the live updates uh, on the Facebook page. So for the reach around, uh, yeah. Um, just let's see. Today was entertaining. Uh, I'm gonna try to find my Zoom page. I'm like, there we go. Um. <clears throat> So I was really excited because Turnpike Troubadours are going to start touring again. They released some dates the other day, a couple shows at Canes in Oklahoma City, and they're doing one in Fort Worth and then one in Holotus at uh, Floors Country Store. So I was like, had the pre-buy code for Floors, and I was like, it's in May. I'm like, dude. For which one? For Troubadours. Yeah, and I know the band. Which uh, location? At Floors Country Store in, in Holotus. Fort- Where's that? It's uh, outside of San Antonio, Hill Country. Oh. Cool place. If I moved anywhere, it's that's one of the top five places I would move to be down in that part of the world. Um, anyway, so I was like, I was like, sweet, huh? San Antonio. Yeah, just north of San Antonio, Uvalde, and, and like Bron- New Braunfels, that part of the world. It's called Hill Country. It's nice. It's still like the west of Austin and north of San Antonio. Um. Anyway, so I was pretty stoked, and I was like, all right, I'm at work. I got it blocked off on my calendar, had the pre-buy code. You know, they had, like, VIP porch area, this, that, and the other. So as soon as it went live, I'm trying to buy tickets, and I'm, like, in the queue, and it's going and going, and it's like, nope, sorry, you don't have enough. There's no – all sold out already. All sold out. And I'm like, bottom line, didn't get single damn ticket. Uh, there must have been, like, 18 Russian bot farms or something, like, buying tickets up um, to go to that. I was – Pretty sad, actually, because I was going to like they were 50 to 200 bucks a piece, depending on where you're at. And like, um, Jesus, well, it's one of their very first shows back after like four or five years. It's like the VIP like patio. You know, you get like your own waitress and like your own back. Like it was really nice. So I was like and you had to buy like all four seats at the table. So I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. But then the sons of bitches like sold out like before my internet app would even like pick up a ticket so then i was like damn it so showing how old i am now i i ended up buying a lawnmower 
this afternoon <laughs> on the way home from work. Because <laughs> my front yard is like, it's weird dirt. It's like, it hasn't rained in like three weeks and it's still like squishy, shitty dirt. Like I can't even, I have a riding lawnmower for my backyard on the side, but it like, it just tears the crap out of the front yard. Like I can't, I can't drive it up there. So I got a push mower for the front yard. So I got that uh, put together and, and mowed uh, late this afternoon. So I felt good because it was kind of a dirt bag looking yard. And uh, so that was nice, but like, that was my two choices today. Like if I buy turnpike tickets, I don't care. I'll use my weed eater and I'm not, I'll be all right. Oh crap. I didn't get turnpike tickets. So I'm going to buy a lawnmower on the way home from work today. So that was some of my excitement. Yeah. I've seen them a couple. Have you seen them before? Yeah. Once. Good. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. I've seen them a couple times through here. They're really they're good. good. Band, but, they, but they've been, you know, they're, they had some issues and stuff and they've been on hiatus, if you will. So is well, the, the main singer is like a substance abuse problem. No, that, that's that's a nice way of I was saying they're on hiatus. Yeah, he yeah, was in rehab for several years or something. So yeah. Is Jack White still with him? Hmm? I don't know he's ever with him. Uh, I, I don't know he ever was. With Turnpike Truth. Maybe, maybe he just produces them. I think he, he's associated, I think. Yeah. I've never seen him play with them. But he would be definitely uh on their uh that would be up his alley. Yeah. Didn't the guy already uh, – what do you call it when you try to get sober and then you fail at it? What's that called? Relapse. Relapse. Re- relapse. Yeah. Relapse. Yeah. yeah, didn't he already relapse? I think so, yeah. I believe. Well, hopefully they stick around long enough this time. Yeah, that's one reason I really wanted to see him. But, uh yeah, it's okay. They'll be around, but uh, I just kind of giggled after I got home. Like that was my choices today: expensive, cool concert tickets or a lawnmower. <laughs> Granted, it's like a really cool, like ego, you know, like battery powered lawnmower. It's pretty cool, but still, that that was the the diversity of my day towards the afternoon. So, like you're already ready for the weekend. We're close. Yeah. Finally Friday. Yeah, we got Monday off. Uh, got a good weekend coming up here, don't we? Yeah, I got got, uh, half. I'm working basically half day tomorrow. I'm coming home at noon and working from home in the afternoon. There's some uh, degenerate from New York flying in around 2.30 tomorrow. There you go. Come pick me up. Yeah. I think I'll probably come pick him up even. It's first class service. And so, uh, yeah. (laughs) What the hell? Oh, I'll come get you. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm working from home, but I'll come get you. Yeah, it's good. Appreciate that. So, yeah, Joel's coming down for a few days to hang out and check out some of the Rita. So, uh, yeah, we'll have the two of the Reachers in the same town for once. It'll be nice. That's not Roundup. So, yeah, officially took work off on Friday. That's uh, that's kind of a big deal. So, oh, I didn't. I good. only have like a. I only have a half day though. I only have a couple meetings to do. It's all good. Um, I definitely got stuff to keep myself occupied. So, yeah. Hey, it sounds like you got to mow the backyard now. You are correct, sir. Yes. I do need to service my riding lawnmower as well. So, yeah. How's your that. dog going to react to... Uh... I don't think I've ever actually met Scraps. You haven't? Oh. Is he going um, to bite so me? 
no, she'll lick you to death and probably jump on you and make you play with her. But no. Right. no, I mean, if you fucking ring the doorbell, she'll try to kill you. But if you just walk in the house with me, you're just fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is the craziest thing, man. Like, ring the fucking doorbell. You just walk in the house and be like, hey, dog, what's going on? And she'd be like, hey, I know you. But if you like knock on the door, or ring the doorbell, then it's teeth and hair. It's, uh, we share a wall with a neighbor that has a little dog. It's like it shits you, I think. Yeah, a little yippy. <clears throat> but whenever she leaves that, I think she must. We think we think she must be like a nurse or something because she leaves every day. And Chess has seen her in scrubs, but that fucking dog just whines and howls. Oh, that's too all, bad. All day long. That sucks. Mostly just, well, I don't know for sure. She might be running a illegally gambling operation online for all I know, but I think she just sleeps and snores most of the day. So <laughs> that's my guess. Good Jess? Not Jess. No, I, I don't know what Jess does during the day. <laughs> she definitely runs an illegal gambling operation. Yeah. She hates my gambling. <laughs> that's why you're in competition. Yeah. Yeah, she's Mr. Big. So, so that's my uh, part of my reach around. Yeah, um, busy at work, but good stuff going on, and uh, having fun around the house. And yeah, got some new uh, tool organized and stuff installed in the garage this evening after I mowed the yard. So, uh, pretty stoked about that. It's you know domestic bliss kind of stuff. So, oh, installed some new lighting outside, exterior illumination. It's one of my specialties, Clark. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and i even remember to set up some ribs and some sausage and some ribeyes for the impending uh weekend so yeah i'm excited about that do we That's think fun. we're gonna get a round of dolphin probably can yeah yeah Good. i like to play yeah we can do a friday afternoon or a saturday i'm sure or whatever you're, we can work around your meetings on friday so uh yeah there's uh there's a couple of good courses right right close by. Um, there's a shit ton of golf courses here. Yeah. So yeah, but it's one of the things is you down there. You always have to like get a tee time and probably they're a little more traditional about their golf, but not. I don't know. I haven't played a whole lot, um, just because I'm usually doing something else. Bless you, Richard. But we'll figure right. something out. Yeah. You ready to reach around? What are you drinking there, Brad Burr? Um. Busy. It's been in my refrigerator for like eight months. Oh, Perfect. watermelon flavor? Watermelon? Looks like it. Uh, black cherry lime. I don't know why I would be okay with just black cherry. I don't know why they had to add lime. <laughs> you got to differentiate yourself. It's a competitive right. market. Yep. Give us the reach around, Brad Burr. Well, we've all been sick, so there's that. But uh, now we, uh, man, we had when we have one every week. It, it's hard to have anything happen. Got some super <laughs> top secret squirrel stuff going on in real estate that I can't talk about without jinxing. So that that's sucks. cool. Well, we just know there's good things on the horizon. There is good things on the horizon. I hope or. There's going to be an absolutely wonderful story about the uh, 
ass kicking I took the week before. Cool. So we'll see how it goes. Hey. It's going either way. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, it's just been beautiful weather, which unfortunately we could use more moisture. Yeah. And um, cows are good. Life's just pretty good. We just uh, sort of living a little domestic bliss here. We don't, cows are pretty good. Work's sort of slowing down and bigger, more long-term projects in the real estate stuff. Got caught up from 2021. And yeah, sort of setting up 2022. It's looking all right, unless uh, the government decides to screw it up in some way. But I'll just give them half a chance. They're, I'm sure they're be bound and determined to, yeah, have three bad, terrible years in a row. So we'll see how it goes. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been weird. Um, like the end of last year was like, freaking chaos for several months and then kind of got caught up it's a little calm right now so it's like at work it's kind of been like almost like back to normal like it's not hair on fire like i think yesterday yesterday i think or yeah yesterday i was just like had a handful of like sunflower seeds and i just like standing at my window like eating and like thinking and like looking out the window and one of my salesmen like knocks on there like what are you just standing there thinking and i'm like yeah as a matter of fact i am it's like really cool she's like sweet i'm gonna try that i'm like i highly recommend it but it was like the first time in forever i could just be like so what if we did you know it was so sort of like under control and a little bit slower but like a lot of stuff in motion so it's pretty cool that you're seeing the yeah. same kind of thing i don't know what it was about the end of last year but holy that shit it was insane man man on fire for several months but yeah especially the whole, well, the whole thing yeah so joel your hands all uh greased up and ready to give us a good reach around yeah i don't <clears throat> i don't have much to report um i went to the the movie theater next door to watch uh nightmare alley nightmare alley you guys heard oh, that one new bradley cooper movie negative no no it's pretty good um gosh i didn't i haven't i haven't done anything for a while there's not right. really left my neighborhood uh, how'd you do on the uh recent sports betting events yeah i had a really good december okay that's all you have to won, say <laughs> yeah i won a, I won a few thousand dollars in december <clears throat> and then uh it's the middle of january and then i've handed couple hundred back on the golf mm, golf yeah. is hard to bet it is uh it and is. then i lost a couple hundred on on betting on alabama which alabama. i'm okay with yeah i feel like if you bet it's like who am i gonna bet on <clears throat> i don't know why you just can't not bet I you took the money bet. line right on huh? on bama yeah and i was like okay if, if you bet on georgia and then Alabama wins, you're going to kick yourself for betting mm -hmm. against Nick Saban. Yep. So figure out, okay, I'm going to, and if you bet on Nick Saban, they lose, and you're like, okay, good job. Good job, Georgia. Precisely. So that's what I did. Good old Kirby. So, His last name's smart for a reason. What do you know? Um, so, yeah, I actually watched a lot of golf over the weekend and a lot of uh, sports. 
Um, this week I put $25 to win like 700 on Webb Simpson mm. leading, leading the field after round one. Okay. Really, that's pretty good odds, right? I'd, I'd waste 25 bucks on that. Yeah. 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 It's a gamble. I don't remember who I picked this week for my golfer, too. I got Joel Corey Connors. Connors. You got who? Corey, a guy by the name of Corey, Corey Connors. Connors. There you go. You ever heard of him? I've not, no. Those are some good ones, especially early profe- season. He's a professional golfer. That's good. <laughs> Does it for like um, a living and stuff? Yeah, I talked yeah, Joel into being in my uh, the golf league I'm in in Texas too, so it should be fun this year. Yeah, I'm destroying you already after after one after week one. Fleischman did all right. What are you at now? I didn't even notice. My guy came in. One hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars. Oh well, I'm I'm not that far behind. I got my guy got nineteenth, dude. You're like, <laughs> I made the cut. That's all you have to do, man. They all make the, cut. make the cut. They all made the cut. No, no, no. I got, I just missed second place this last year by like uh, maybe 10 grand. And the year before I got first, you oh, just wow. got to make the cut, dude. Like that's key. Obviously winning definitely helps, but yeah. If your guy makes the cut every week, like. Do you feel like you've run out of golfers by the end of the year? Hell Yeah. You do. That's the whole strategy. Is you got. Yeah, I was worried. Like, did I pick? Did I pick Leishman way too early? Maybe. I, probably not. No, but like, I aired it out. Like my first year, I had like this really elaborate spreadsheet I built about the whole each tournament, and then I like looked through and like I would pick who I thought would be good, you know, from like the full year out, and modified as I moved through using odds and this and that and the other. But so I won first place that year, and then last year I just found. Like, and I got third, uh, but I'm probably going to go back to my spreadsheet this year and kind of lay out the year. So, because, you know, not all tournaments pay the same. So you have to think about like the open and the players and all that stuff. They pay a lot more money. Yeah. Than, yeah, like, yeah. Sony. Yeah, now you, so, you keep guys like, uh, who, who are the best golfers? Like Dustin Johnson, and, like Rory, Dustin, John Rahm, like those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You keep them for the, the big ones. Right. Yeah, but sometimes they don't play. Sometimes they shit the bed, you know. Yeah, so okay. I always confuse two guys. There's Dustin Johnson. That's the guy you called DJ, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. another guy that has like a similar name, right? Dustin Johnson. Johnson. I don't know. I, I'm not sure why you can who you're confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. But you look it up. Yeah. So. Richard, you're making how's your carbonara going? Good. About to merge everything together here. Ooh, that's when the magic happens. That's that, my friends, is basically the kitchen Justin version. Justin Thomas. JT. That's the Lombardo. Justin Lombata, Johnson the kitchen. and Justin Thomas. I get those guys confused. JT's like a little squirrely dude from Texas. DJ's a big lanky dude that's banging or married to freaking uh Belina, right? No. Um Gretzky's daughter. Yeah, Polina Gretzky. Polina, I thought you said oh, yeah, I thought you said somebody else's name. Yeah, Polina. Yeah. Yeah. JT's a little squirrely dude from Tejas. So looking good, Bradbury. Nice knife skills, man. Thanks. I dig it. Not fast, but they're uh yeah. Sure. Okay. That's what, what she said. Portion? 
I learned that from uh, watching cooking shows. You want to cut everything the same size. Oh, it cooks the same pace. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You get if you have mismanaged chunks and chopped, you lose every time. So that'll get you those details that get come down to it, man. Yeah. Chopped. We should do like redneck chopped. That's kind of how cooking in my kitchen is every night, anyways. Is like chopped. Like, what do we have in here? Ah, well, that's interesting. <laughs> that's a bold choice, Steve. Let's see if you can pull it off. I like it. Well, great reach around, boys. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, our good friends at BK Auto for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget the special Reachers promo code. Joel, you remember what the promo code is? Malarkey. No, that's the last one. That's the old one. You would get laughed out oh, of the wait, store. Oh, wait, I do know. It's like LGBTQ or something. No, no, it's definitely not LGBTQ. It's close. <laughs> I remember what it is. What is it, Richard? Let's go, Brandon. Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, yeah, LGB. Yes. So you were close, Joel. You just kept. You just kept going. Yeah, I, they don't care about the T's and the Q's. They might, they? they might indeed, but I, I can't say for certain if you say the, all of that, if you're going to get the traditional Reacher's discount, which is a discount on order parts or pulled parts and a bump in scrap rates, you know, so maybe, but I can't guarantee it. But again, thanks to our good friends at B&K, our title sponsors, and one of the reasons that this magic comes to you on a mostly weekly basis i suppose somebody would say uh even though like richard said earlier like man if we talk every week we kind of run out of shit to talk about but i disagree i think we always have good random stuff to ramble about i guess this would be a question for Bo, but they've asked it before but i'm so curious i was just watching a show on new show on showtime mm-hmm. <clears throat> i finished dexter yeah liked it good that season's over uh, now I've switched to a, a program called uh, Yellow Jackets. Oh, I've watched a couple episodes of that. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out. I was a little stoned, but I couldn't figure out if it was like is this was it intentionally like comedic. No, I can't I tell so. if it's supposed to be serious. I think it's supposed to be pretty dramatic. It's about a, the soccer chicks that get lost in the mountains and gonna go feral from yeah, what I tell. Like young people being all bossy, <laughs> can't help but well, laugh it's like, at them. It's like a modern Lord of the Flies. Um, so. But somebody pulled up in like, you know, like a eighty-something Ford pickup. Just you know, like so you see these pickups all over the place, but they're always in terrible condition. Sure, no, and it'd be really cool to have one in nice condition, like you know, mm-hmm. they restore like the old time cars. Yeah, uh, I wonder if like you could. I don't know how they do that. If you take a shitty condition old pickup like that, you want to restore it. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How do you get like the rust out and the dents? And well, sometimes you can go to like you, you, the play, Bo's place and you get parts. He might and, he might have some older ones laying around and you could pull parts off of. Um, so if you're talking about the body, you could do the body work. Like you can pull dents, you can cut rust out, you can weld stuff back in, you can prime it. Sometimes you can just buy a whole new fender. Like there's aftermarket companies that make brand new fenders and truck beds and everything for older pickups and cars. But if so, you can't do any of the work yourself. Yeah. And let's say you buy like a pickup like that for like $3,000. Sure. It's a beat to hell. 
and you want to restore it, but you mm-hmm. have to hire people to do everything. Are you looking yeah. at like thirty thousand dollars to yeah, fifteen to thirty five, depending on like that. who you find, what kind of quality you want, like yeah. One of the great things you could probably find at Bose for sure is you're going to find a lot of selection on engines, like pull an engine out of like a, a newer, like a mid nineties wrecked pickup or a, you know, two thousands or something like that. You're going to get a nice fuel injected engine, low miles, probably that's in a wrecked truck and you can pull that out and put it in, in place of the old crappy one. Ooh, nice. That looks nice, Richard. Congratulations, man. Kids again, yeah. I'm going to say if you're a, I'd recommend if you're if you're listening to this right now, mark down the moment in time and go check it out on the Facebook or YouTube because Richard made some nice looking carbonara right there. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna, I gotta put it on place and cook right now. Outstanding. Well done. Yes, harump. So, yeah, you can get you know axles, like engines, maybe truck beds, but like a lot of that stuff is certainly there. That's ripe for the picking um, for that sort of thing. So you put a new modern engine in an old pickup so it gets like it's more reliable it gets better mileage easier to update that kind of thing that's kind of cool so even find a newer one or maybe you put a, even the same size of the engine. there's a lot yeah there's a lot more there's a lot more space in the older engine base so one of the cool things people are doing now i think like mid-70s or 80s pickups and they're putting cummins diesels in them which is pretty cool so you find a wrecked cummins pickup and put the diesel in it so there's some of that kind of kind of stuff too. So you can get a little squirrely on your, uh, your crossover, so to speak. But yeah, so you know, a lot of times it used to be that the pickup that we actually owned, there was still pretty much a lot of those same years in the junkyard because they just been wrecked like three weeks ago. But, uh, <laughs> not so much. And how do they do the interior of it? Because they don't make those parts anymore, but they always like get you can't some, salvage all that stuff. Well, some everything find salvage can be beat up already. You can find some salvage, and there's a lot of companies that make aftermarket replacement parts for those now. Oh, like yeah. if you take like what they call the square body Chevys, like the what is that like mid sixties, thirties, late sixties to seventies, early eighties, those are like some of the hottest pickups you can find on the market right now for as far as resale, and people are fixing up. So there's companies that are making like all the interior, all the dash, the body panels, basically everything. Like in theory, uh, well, there's a dude on a car show. His name's Mike Finnegan. He basically took a built like a professional drag hot rod frame, like a tube frame. So he built it like from the ground up, like with metal, just built the frame and put an old shitty body, an old C10 pickup body on that frame. So you can basically build anything you want. So you could build that entire tube frame and then just buy all the body parts and clamp them on or find an old one and clamp it on there yourself. So, which is like the, that's a little bit more than 30 grand, but that's way cool. So it's like modern handling, like wicked drive, but it looks like an old, like mid sixties pickup. Yeah. It'd be way cool. <clears throat> add an infotainment system to it it definitely has an infotainment system in it it has like a thousand horsepower electronically tuned engine with like a cool dash thing like it's all pimped out like a brand new like ls motor it's it's sick yeah it's really cool so it handles really well it really hauls ass 
but it looks like a mid sixties Chevy pickup, but it's on a brand new, like tube frame for like drag racing. It's pretty sweet. I love that. Look at that festive Christmas tablecloth too. I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, right well, I'm just having some fun flashback memories of the, the kitchen table at the Bradbury estate. Many, a. Uh, early morning and late nights uh huddle around the table there so <laughs> no gray tones in that kitchen huh no sir it's bright shiny flowery like the, like the occupants yes like the flowers of the desert <laughs> richards uh he posted on cowboys can cook his uh his dish mm-hmm. I, I looked at like i can't even fucking see the food Oh, well, the, 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 the other day, the, yeah, the I was like blended in with the plate. It was. I had to be like, wait a minute, <laughs> no. Ah, okay, here we are. I can see it now. Yeah, I turned up the brightness on my phone full blast to be able to see the food. If you have to adjust <laughs> the contrast on your phone, something's going up. The old desert rose pattern. <laughs> Did you hear what Joel said? I had to turn up the brightness all the way on my phone to see your food the other day. Look at now, Richard's got yeah. a paper plate. Carbonara. He can't get more generic than that. <laughs> well, I I, uh, I graded the cheese onto it, so I thought I'd better use it. Oh, that works. Oh, that works. Yeah, nice move there. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Joel. Uh, to to refresh that conversation, I I think you would love putting some money into that. Get an old pickup and have somebody fix it up or. Or we meet uh, every six months and work on it. Yeah, um, that'd be a kick in the ass. Or I got some yeah, friends that can build it for you too. Brian, because I get it and I just leave it in front of Brian's for oh, seven yeah. years. That would be awesome. Leave it all tore to shit. <laughs> actually, have another one you're actually working on. Just buy that one to leave in front of Brian's house, so it's up on blocks and like oil leaking and stuff. Yeah. I'd probably put some like remote controlled valves. I could just open them up randomly and like oil just pours out of the ground every once in a while. Like, There's not even an engine in this thing. Why is there oil over the ground? That would just, it was just like spin his top, dude. It'd be hilarious. Poor Big Daddy. Yeah. Your other truck's like 600 miles away in a shop and getting professionally built, but this one's just sitting there. It'd be annoying to Brian. <laughs> that is truly F you money right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be really cool to have one of those old pickups. So. <laughs> if it was up to date with all the luxuries that you come to expect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can put brand new interior in. You can get aftermarket infotainment systems for sure. I'm actually looking at one for my runner right now. It's like a, I think it's 11 or 11 and a half inch screen for with, with CarPlay that you can throw in almost anything. So pretty sweet. Not bad, but uh, yeah, there's there's tons of options. You could be all digital dash, brand brands making interior headliner, new glass, new body panels. You can buy a brand new crate motor online. Like just go Google like Chevy LS engine for sale. Like there's billions of them. You can buy a brand new one like right from the factory. Like never been turned over, ready to go. So I'd like to watch a a program you know they have like the shows where they remodel cars and stuff but they're mm-hmm. always doing like hot rods and stuff and i have no interest in no not always doing hot rods there's one on motor trend uh motor trend tv called hot rod garage where they rebuild almost anything you can think of 
they've done like old station wagons, S10s, the LS swapping or Mercedes one time. Like just I'd like to see a station wagon. Total the station wagon's badass, dude. They put it for sale for a while ago and it sold in like 10 minutes. Like seriously, I'd love to have that station wagon. It freaking ripped. Family truckster. Yes, big time truckster. It was like a mid 60s Chevy Nova wagon, I think. Four speed, uh, big block, and it was just roll the tires, man. It was awesome. But yeah, it's called Hot Rod Garage. Got uh, Tony, Tony LaCosta, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Anyways, two good guys on Motor Trend TV. They rebuild like anything you think of. Yeah, it's not just, it's called Hot Rod Garage, but they'll build anything. <laughs> Netflix has a really good car show. I can't remember what it is. Well, damn it, Bobby. Counting cars. Counting cars, I think. Oh, that's the dude in Vegas, right? Yeah, he's pretty, yeah. they're pretty talented too. He's pretty squirrely. He builds mostly kind of show car things. They're a little, little out there. But uh, yeah, check out Motor Trend TV. I'll show you when you get here. There's tons of cool car shows on there. They build all sorts of random crap. So one of the dudes on, is on that show. His name's Mike Finnegan. He's the guy that has like the the tricked out Chevy pickup on the on the Pro Street, basically tube frame. It's pretty sweet. Thank you. But that leads us right nicely, I think, into our entertainment spotlight for this week, which uh, was brilliantly suggested by Richard that we all go back and revisit episode one, season one, episode one of the Reachers. So uh, I did that this afternoon. I was uh, working, mowing the yard and working in the garage. And I don't know about you guys, I was damn impressed. I have to be honest with you. <laughs> I, really I'm, uh, I think we've evolved ways. A little bit, but I really liked how simple and straightforward it was. I liked it a lot. It was good. No, it was really about us. What's that? It's going to be loud for a while. It's all right. Welcome Brian to your castle, my us. queen. Yes. <laughs> what did you guys think? I uh, did you know that the first episode isn't on Spotify? I do. It's on. I, I went back to the very very... podcast. Yeah, I went all but the way back because you have an Android. No, I don't have an Android anymore. Well, I do have an Android operating system. Yeah, because you're still a freaking green text. Anyways, yeah. no, the, the first ones it wasn't on Spotify yet because it hadn't been approved by Spotify. Like it took a couple weeks to get on there. Was not on there anymore. I was halfway through the four-hour second podcast when I realized it was the second podcast. So, oh, anyways, interesting. My my observation is uh, we're a lot more. We seem to be like over uh, explaining everything in the early podcast, and I think we're a lot more comfortable now with just having conversations and not like explaining the impetus behind why we're doing it. But I thought that was good, too, because it gave more of our, I think, especially for the first episode, like who we are yeah. and why. I think we've missed some of that to a degree. I just, I thought it was just a good conversation. And, and I know later on, we got to be a lot more wandering. And that's why we kind of built some more like topic points in, if you will, or like a rough outline of like, what do we talk about next? But I think that for the first one, I, I was actually, I would kind of dreaded it earlier. I was like, oh. I wonder how crap tacular that's going to be. But I was pleasantly surprised, to be honest with you. 
the one I listened to, the reach around was just Raleigh and Joel's reach around was an hour. <laughs> it happens. That, well, that's one reason we put some more like like bullet points, at least on the agenda for me to like read. But yeah, because we Which was one was wondering. that with Raleigh speaking for that length of time. Well, it was the it was right when COVID really started getting serious and they the start second uh, or third one we did, I think. Third or fourth. Maybe? Yeah, and Kelly Kelly was there and she yeah. sort of gave oh. us a rundown. And uh I'm and I that that's the other interesting thing I thought about listening to the second one. Like the fear in that one is tangible, like mm-hmm. so unknown and it was so overblown what was gonna happen. And uh like there was a lot of unsuredness on March 3rd or March 4th of whatever when we did that. I think it was the one I I just got back from Argentina. The first one I, I hadn't left yep. yet. Yeah. And then when we got back, because like it was like shutting down, like we were the last flight back in the States. Like it was like, oh, this is shit's ramping up. Because like it was not remotely serious. At least we weren't taking it that way before that. Yeah, but this, this was, and like you just had the experience in Argentina and Maryland mm-hmm. making it back. And they, I don't think we even got to 15 days to flatten or to flatten the curve. Nope. So, anyways, it was like uh, the sky was falling. And like, ta- listen to Kelly talk about the procedures and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, uh, it's weird to ever think that we were in that position after two years of all this malarkey. But, totally um, yeah, it was fun to hear our some of our thoughts and our predictions, and like both you and I, I remember listening. They were like, "The homeless are all dead," <laughs> like, and Joel yeah. starts off with, "All the old people are going to die," and maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> but I, I physically laughed out loud several times for sure. Um, but I thought some of our insight and our questions, I thought some of them didn't age all that well, but a lot of them aged pretty well, I thought. So, so like both the content I thought was super interesting as far as where it's at now. And, and, and I kind of like, I'm really glad we had that recorded when we did just to be able to, to look at the stages as we go through these three years to flatten the curve for two weeks. But, um, so there was that point, but I also liked just our approach and I, I kind of appreciated how raw and like, I thought it was, I was entertained, I suppose too, a bit by the fact that how like Raleigh seemed to be a lot more vocal then than he sometimes is now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why I'd be surprised if he did an hour on a retrain. Um, I didn't <laughs> listen to very much of it, but I listened to the beginning part and I thought it was, funny how at the time I, I was like i went to the grocery store oh yeah and, and i was preparing in case they might do a like a quarantine quarantine yeah <laughs> like two yeah. years later yeah they're not of... doing quarantine anymore or anything but but they de- definitely locked down and then that shit spread across the country and yeah so some of that because that was at like the height that was almost at the height i think of it's just started it just, in New York City, right? for especially New York. Yeah, it was different in my world. And like I said, it was like when we so that was right before I went to Argentina. When we landed there, they like brought us back on the plane and made us fill out paperwork about where we were staying. 
because of this. And we're all like, what the hell are you guys talking about? And then as we're flying back home, like a week and a half later, <clears throat> like they had canceling flights, they were shutting down the city. We're like, Oh crap. Like we were basically like in our hotel for a day before we left, saw people at the airport who'd landed on Tuesday. And we're like, you can't leave. you got to fly back on Thursday. And you know, when I went through customs, it was like an hour, like 45 minutes. And, and like literally a couple hours later, it took like eight hours to get through customs. Like that's how close it was when we were getting back. And so like episode, like the, the second one and after that was like right on top of it also. So <clears throat> it was quite entertaining for me to hear like where we were at at that point and some of our questions and pre random predictions and worries and et cetera. So. I've had a ongoing uh, text thread with uh, three of my friends, uh, all of which have lived in New York different periods of time. None of them do anymore, but um, I texted them yesterday and it was like uh, asking if anybody else is noticing a significant shift in the narrative. Mm -hmm. And it started with Leanna Wynn CNN, who has been like a alarmist this entire time, admitting the masks are nothing more than facial decorations, and they've said that several times on CNN, and it's now kind of commonly known that they don't do anything, and you need to upgrade your mask to an N95 or whatever. Um, <clears throat> these people refuse to accept that they never did anything. I think it's going to end up getting lost in all of this is that they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to be like, well, Omicron is much more uh, transmissible. Like, yeah, it is. It's easier to latch on, but it, it was always an aerosol, right? We knew yes. that they we won. knew that two years ago. <clears throat> And they, they're just, I don't know, it was like, so on top of the masks, then there's, you know, everyone <laughs> is recognizing that shutting down schools is a terrible idea. The CEO of Pfizer admitted that the vaccines offer very little protection, which promptly got deleted. <laughs> Um, it's just crazy how I saw another one today like too many boosters might be a negative impact on your health like uh, uh, I didn't see that but stir, obviously you know, like, like the amount of quote unquote conspiracy theories that have been proven true over the past what 6 to 12 months is probably an all time record oh I got a kick out of it this week you know the Alex Jones thing which one? Where they, where it's the meme where they show everything that every conspiracy theory that he predicted can't that came true. Oh, there's a pages of them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's like a this graph and it's got Alex Jones in the background and it says, uh, you're at the human monkey Tibera level right <laughs> here. And I uh, said, so this is where we're at. And then it's got more of his predictions farther out. But the most ironic thing that happened this week is they put a CRISPR gene edited pig heart in a human being. Oh, cool. So not monkey human hybrid, but pig human hybrid. We're yeah, there. The most, there were quite a bit alike for sure. Yeah, that's a good facsimile organ wise. 
So I think the guy's still alive. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's still alive today. It's five days. That's pretty badass. What does Alex Jones say about it? They're making monkey people, Joe. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Is that what he says? I don't know. Hybrids or something. I've just rarely listened to him ever, but yeah, I've heard about that. So, oh, that's too funny. But, but literally, we just put a pig, a functioning pig heart in a person's heart, in place of a person's heart, and it worked. Yeah, that's badass. And the pig's heart was geo, or it was engineered to be more like a human heart. Very cool. I'm all for it, Skitter. All for that. And then my other prediction is I think the Democrats are going to do a big pivot here before the middle midterm elections. I think there's going to be a lot more evidence that shows that the virus was a, in fact, from China and from Wuhan, from the lab, they're going to sacrifice Fauci and then mm-hmm. they're going to pivot to be war hawks against China because really when all else, when, when you're failing this bad, the only thing you can do is start a war to save your ass. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to see Hillary rise again. That's my prediction. Yeah, it's coming up. They're starting to throw Biden under the bus. On like that guy's lost it. Did you guys see any of his? Oh, uh, I, I don't watch yesterday? him. I just can't. I can't physically tolerate it or stand it it's just sad oh, to me it's, he's just, it's just it's awful beyond it's all, awful i was, I was compl- doing my nightly complaining to just <laughs> that like this guy he, he i don't think he knows what he's saying he, like no, it's not, so not, even, not even remotely does he know what he's he saying. doesn't control his, his the volume of his voice and the forcefulness of his voice to match so the words. No, it, is, it just comes off as like you are scaring me. It's it is one of the that's why I can't. I, a I don't like the man at all. I don't. But like it's painful for me to see him in public speaking like that. Like I can't say the word president in his name in the same sentence. I just can't bring myself to do it. But it's physically painful for me to see when he talks because he's not there. You know, it's all either in his ear or what he's quote unquote reading uh, as much as possible. And like he reads the stuff that's in parentheses, like don't say out loud. Like there's numerous indications of that happening. Like it's not him. And then the person behind him, that cackling hyena, they all know like nobody wants her. Nobody like, let me put it this way. If Hillary is the, the focal, like, we can win with this, like, that's how bad it is. Like, there's nobody else in the spectrum. And they're looking to her now again? Like, that ship's done sailed, like, so many times. No. I should have <laughs> like, taken note of it. I didn't, I didn't bother to. I kind of just shook my head. But one of the publications... Uh, so you're right. Like two weeks ago, they had Hillary on TV reading what would have been her acceptance speech. We should have known. Okay. Yeah. Now they're now they're going to start 
they're, they're ramping up. This yeah. again. I, I denied it for up. I denied it for quite a while. Some of my buddies were talking about I'm like, there's no freaking way they're gonna go back to that battle axe. But over the last two but, days, yeah. it's become pretty clear that that's what they're trying to do. And yeah. uh, there was an article <laughs> article written. It was like they referred to her as a candidate for change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking <laughs> <Like> Hillary. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's fully laughable. I don't care what side of the road you're on. That's laughable. Everything about that. Her reading that speech, like when I first saw it, I thought it was like a flashback. And I was like, no, wait, this is like yesterday. She still has that speech for one. B, for some unknown reason, obviously no now. They're having her read that. They're considering this news of some sort of interest that somebody's reading their, their victory speech from several years ago and they got their ass kicked. How sad. And I can't Richard, help Richard. anymore Ugh. hearing this stuff and not think about something that Richard said a few times on the podcast over the last couple of years is that the fucking boomers won't go away. Yeah, there's that too. Sure. She's just, yeah. she's, a, she's a, like, an awful away. one at that. Yeah. Like, she's the young <laughs> hip alternative. <laughs> yeah. That's because. <laughs> uh, there, when, when Hollywood openly mocks her and says, there's no way in hell I vote for this woman, like, like, prof- like profoundly liberal, entertaining people are like, there's no way I could vote for Hillary. They said that like years ago and like openly. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I brought this up before, but somehow my Twitter algorithm is all fucked up. Now I'm hearing all about all these uh, formerly, or at least they claim that they used to be like staunch Democrats um, and their parents, most their their parents. And so they're really upset about the schools that have been shut down. And still New York is having... Schools are open for the most part, but like, uh, what's it? New York has like specialty high schools. They're all public, but like, if you're, you can test into, I think it's like Brooklyn, Brooklyn Tech or something like that. It's like one of the target public schools. Uh, all the students walked out of class yesterday, two days. Oh, really? Um, because of what? <clears throat> because they're not providing enough, I guess, safety mm. pr- precautions, and and then the teachers' unions are all they want the precautions. And uh, there's a big know. blast about that in Chicago. Richard, we billions never... of dollars been pumped into these schools oh, to yeah. help you prepare over last year, and they didn't do anything with it. They wasted it or embezzled it. I don't know what the hell they did with it, and they, they're at the same place they were. A year ago. Surprise. And, yeah. and, and there's so many parents that have traditionally been Democrats and reliable Democrat voters. And I think they've completely given up on them. And I just hope that uh, people, I could see, I could see a situation where the Democrats pivot away from the last, the shit that they've been doing for the last year. Oh, always. And, and that people forget. People will forget that they have the memory they of they were responsible, and they forget how bad it was and how poor decision making they were, poor decision making they were, and uh, they'll forgive them and still vote for them. But 
I, I don't know this time. Yeah, I think it could be. Again, and they have a pretty good ally when it comes to all things media, but uh, they Richard, know you're, you're trying been, to pivot away from me. You've been solemn and, and pondering for several minutes. I'm curious to know what's going on in that cranium of yours. I was listening to what was going on in the other room. Oh, good. I can't blame you. Yes. Welcome to the other room. I'm your host, Richard. The other room. No, uh, nice, nice ring to it, actually. I won't. I won't bitch about the boomers since Joel did it. So don't tread that up again. No. Uh, you say it much more eloquently <laughs> than I do. It's that touch of carbonara. Yes. In in uh in good news, the government did manage to do one thing exceptionally well this week. They got the James Webb telescope into space, deployed like nearly impossible. I think I had 158 like critical steps it had to go through before it was mission ready. And it's taken pictures like three times farther than the Hubble could ever take pictures. Oh, like, wow. Back to the beginning of the universe. So funky monkey. Things like things like that give me hope that we can still do that kind of stuff. Always hope. Always no matter how stupid or whatever else you want to say it seems there's always hope because humans are humans people are people especially americans are americans so yeah i think as soon as we we disassemble the fbi we'll be better off too if we're lucky we might find a uh, planet that is uh more wacko than this one can you imagine like a like a um a version of the earth like the idiocracy like version of the earth already right now that would be fun to find we could just show up and be gods. It'd be cool. More likely, we're the idiocracy of the universe. Us. That's what I'm guessing. So uh, we're like the place when we see UFOs. We're like the the cheap vacation. Like the, the dad like cheaps everybody out and pisses them off. They stop here and check us out. And then they go home. Like that's what we are in the universe. A friend of mine posted a UFO picture on the internet last night on Facebook. It looks pretty legit. Oh, I'm sure. You know they hired. You know that NASA hired like 28 theologians to explain life on other planet to figure out how to explain life on other planets to uh, religious people, and how we would react if we found out. Right? Isn't that what they're I doing? I think they. I think. I think they know that now. I think they're just trying to tell people, figure out how to tell people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and last so, time we heard about it, like there was so much other crazy stuff going on. We're like. Don't even care. Yeah. Like, yeah. Prepare to all this. UFOs, minor, whatever. Take us now. So, uh, yeah. What if COVID's a disease to kill the aliens? Maybe. Could be. Could be like the virus. Could be like the virus in Independence Day. Yeah. Uploading it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're all got it. Who knows? You. If you live through it, you're human. Yeah, exactly. All the old people are aliens? Like, cocoon. That's what's going on. That explains Hillary. That explains Hillary. No, no, nothing. Nothing explains Hillary at all. (laughs) I mean, Miss Shat Pantsuit herself. No, I I don't care who who the uh, conservatives have running against her. I hope it's DeSantis. Um, I hope it's DeSantis versus Hillary. I hope it's DeSantis and um, Tulsi. 
from Florida, from uh, Hawaii. Would that be yeah, like that would the be- most ninja hand-to-hand combat presidential ticket you've ever seen in your life? Yep. I don't no, know. No. I listened to I listened to the Oliver Stone one interview with Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, it's depressing. Well, it's Oliver Thanks. Stone for one. Like good. I yeah. haven't listened. Is that a newer one or older? Yeah, last week. Oh, oh cool. I missed that for somehow. <clears throat> well, did you listen to the I was just listening before this to the Adam Curry episode? No. They briefly get into the topic of uh, uh, raising beef and stuff. I thought you guys might find that interesting. Within the first hour, like the video DJ Big Haired Adam Curry. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. He was like the one of the early adapters in the podcast. Yes, very early. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've I've heard him on. well bill burr maybe i can't remember who it was um but yeah so that's why i want to make sure that's who it was but uh i know i I know on another note he just had he just had gaffigan on there too which i really want to listen to because that will be good gaffigan's new stand-up on on netflix is pretty good actually as you might expect i uh i sort of missed the days i'd start listening to joe rogan like in the 600 episodes mm. so i missed i missed a whole bunch but sort of missed the days when he was fringe and yeah yeah now he's now he's mainstream i mean he's the most listened to podcaster he's he the most listened, listened to, to media, media person in the world so by, i can't even i, I can't even factor of like what four to five like he was i saw that. this i saw this a few weeks ago like so they had all the programs like, like Tucker, they had a few other Fox people, they had CNN, and let's say like Rogan was like 12 million. I think Tucker was like five or eight million. Yep. Um, and then but yeah, I just like so he was almost double or at least double like anybody else. And it's a dude on a podcast. Yeah, it's it's so uh, heard it's Robert that Malone way. episode has been downloaded 50 million times. Yeah, yeah. You know what that means is uh, if you listen to Ro- Rogan, you're no longer edgy. You're just basic. Well, yeah, but you're you're still getting shade for being conspiracy. Like, I listen to a, um, a sports talk show quite a bit in the afternoons. And, like, both the host and his co-host were, like, kind of making fun of 2021 today. And, like, oh, yeah, if you take horse dewormer, then you're obviously, like – and I was, like, you're really going to talk about horse dewormer? Like, hey, shut the hell up and just talk about sports. But, like – that's where you're gonna go because they were talking about it. Well, if you get your news from Rogan or whatever, then you're obviously like not really smart. And I was just like, when they say shit like that, they must just be shedding, just how? shedding listeners. Like, how well, dumb I, I, I like them did. before. I can't, I can't take them seriously. That was Colin Cowherd and Colin Cowherd and and uh, what's her name? His co-host. That's the, the today. I was had her on the TV and I was like, bye. <clears throat> How stupid can you be? Like, seriously. I'm like, I don't care if you don't talk about sports all the time, but like, that's just dumb. Like, seriously, dumb. So, anyways, yeah, but interesting point, Richard. Yeah, like, you know, he's still that, uh, how it can be like that dichotomy of like, oh, you're some kind of fringe lunatic. You listen to Rogan, you know, obviously you're a conspiracy, like, 
course we're dude. And at the same time, you're like, yeah, me and, you know, everyone else in the entire world. So gotcha. Thanks a lot. Yeah. The conversation yeah. makes me wonder is like, they had no way to measure radio listeners. <laughs> How many people, I bet it's over 11 million. How many people do you think listen to Art Bell? In a oh, God, week? Well, we, we can syndication. Oh, yeah. Well, same thing when Rush was on the air. Uh, Rush was. Who the fuck is Art Bell? Never even heard of him. Wow. Well, Joel doesn't know what AM radio is either. So, coast yeah, to coast yeah. with Art Bell. Guy had like. You don't have access to AM radio. Even, like, if you literally even, just even, go like this, you hear AM radio. Okay. <laughs> like, just put your hands in your ears and like be quiet. You can hear AM radio. All right. Like, <laughs> been he around was, a long he was, time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was Joe Rogan before Joe Rogan. Yeah. I used to listen to Dr. Bill Wattenberg on KGO AM 810 out of San Francisco. That was one of my favorite people to listen to. He was like this really like, he's like a, he was like a retired physics dude, Joel. And he would just like insult people when they ask stupid questions, but he talked about everything oh, in the sun. Yes. He was the best, but you could get KGO out of San Francisco. AM 810 would blast into Lakeview at night. Like nobody's business better than the local radio station. Um, so that was like what I went to bed listening to was KGO radio and yeah, Dr. Bill Wattenberg. He was like, I listened to the radio dramas on, I listened to the radio dramas on 1070. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's where you hear Art Bell too, but he had coast to like talked about all sorts of random stuff, but, um, I, I need to look up what Rush Limbaugh's radio, um, audience was, it was beyond huge though. I know it was. I think it was four times what Rogan was at least, but that's pretty impressive. But Rogan's just insane for his just mass appeal, I think, too. When you consider how many more media sources there are now, everything's so diluted that it's insane. So uh, KM570, the, so the Sounds of Your Life out of Alturas. <laughs> 570, yes. <laughs> What was that? They uh, still, they KCNO. still play. The yeah. Yep. They still play the best of Rush Limbaugh on the weekends. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. KCNO Alturas. No, yeah. It's, we uh, should let, we should let Joel, a, we, we should let Joel in on who Art Bell is, though. How do you describe that, dude? Like, <laughs> well, one, one, one day you tune in and you're listening about Bigfoot sightings. Yeah, and, then, and the next day you're talking about time travel, and like probably that was the first place where like the the I bet Art Bell was the first person to talk about if we're living in assimilation or not. Oh, I Does think he so. Have a female like co-host or something. He has a deep voice. Is there a female co-host? No, he was pretty. Just yes, one so man guy. Was, out of, he was. I don't know. Yeah. Like I poke around AM radio like this past summer. Art Bell, whatever. coast to coast, man, and that was. No, so no, uh, you can... here's some Wikipedia. He was a strange looking dude too, but uh, let's see. Uh, there's actually a catalog of his. There's a catalog of the, some of his best uh, radio shows on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm trying to find some numbers. Sometimes if like if there were like what yeah. his audience yeah. was, but. Uh, <clears throat> You know, I used to 
back in the day, I used to listen to uh, like if I was going to listen to like uh, talk radio, I'd listen to NPR exclusively. That's yeah, sure. Um, it was kind of interesting to see Tucker Carlson brought it up the other day um, about how just how woke that fucking station has gotten. That's just awful. And, and I noticed that several years ago and because I, I used to listen to it and then more and more every time you turn it on they're like okay today we have this it, everything is racist or, or oh, yeah. transgender issues or <laughs> like, gay issues I'm like can you guys just shut the fuck up for excuse me the news one man. day and talk about real not that that those issues aren't real but like there's other issues. Like, there's other stuff to talk about, but everything, and I think it's gotten worse because, and Tucker Carlson did a segment on it the other day that felt like he played clips of real shows from NPR and just how they introduced guests. Like today we have a, a Chinese sociologist that is non-binary and like, who cares? <laughs> I don't care about any of that. Better what not they go. Those are the, those Better are qualifications or their yeah. no, that's that dude. That is the qualifications. Whole, like, that is their qualification. That's why we have the the vice president and the president that we have right now. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think if that that was really significant in the American well, psyche, it's you not end up with Joe Biden. That's the thing. Is like it's not, but they they try to make it that it is. That's well, the they have like point. their own like, controversy. There's like so NPR has recently, in the last week, been accused of uh, white supremacy. Like a bunch of, bunch of a, uh, bunch of black people are resigning from NPR, and some like prominent activists accuse them of white supremacy. And, uh, That's going to help the white supremacy. NPR accused. <laughs> And I think there's some truth to it. These people are... Well, they're the most white liberal elite bastards you're going to find anywhere. So if, if there is any kind of supremacy going yeah. on, it would be there for sure. But that's Talking what makes like me laugh marginalized so I can, communities. I can, I can picture Diane Rehm in a... I can picture Diane Rehm in a KKK cloak. <laughs> <laughs> They're the most racist people. I don't. Anyway, I'm not even gonna go there. It's just sad and funny at the who, same time. My God, who who was the there, oh. there was a really good wo- interviewer woman on there though that I used to listen to all the time. It was uh, All Things Considered. Terry Gross. Terry Gross. I I used to listen yep. to her all the time. I like I liked her a lot. She was except she was phenomenal. Even though and even though she was liberal, she did give. She was really good, but she wasn't crazy liberal. Yeah. She had some. Yeah, you can be liberal and still be like sane and give good interviews and like do your job, like hundred yeah. percent. Like Cronkite, for example. Like, um, yeah, like when you went from like reporting the news to shaping the news, that's when it started going to hell. Like, I don't, I don't need your editorial. I just need you to report honestly what is happening in this part of the world. How was this impacting me? I don't need your spin on it. I don't need your filter on it. I don't need you like blocking things out because you don't like how they sound. 
Just tell me what the hell's going on, man. That's why, to point it out again, that's why Rogan's so popular because, like, you don't always agree with what he says, but he's probably one of the most truthful people as far as like what's going on or asking questions or, you know, like, un probably unbiased, I guess you could say, for, for a large degree. It's weird. Like, that's the truth source. That's how, that's how screwed up everything is, dude. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, a comedian slash MMA dude, it's the beacon of light and truth in our world right now. Take the that. Of, the former host of the Fear Factor. Yes, precisely. Who knew that Fear Factor original was host a man show. worldwide phenomenon? Yeah. Ah, it's just, it just blows your mind, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> the man show. God, what a great show that was. And now, now girls, girls jumping on trampolines. <laughs> Ziggy Zucky, Ziggy Zucky. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, that was. Anybody watch the Bob Einstein documentary that I recommended? Who? Bob Einstein, Super Dave. Oh, I've not seen that no, yet. Oh, no. I it's on to. Hulu, right? No, it's on uh, Netflix, I think. Netflix? Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Let's just make that the entertainment spotlight for this week, then. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good. That works. Is it is it called the Bob Einstein or is it called Super Dave? Uh, I think it's Bob Einstein. Let me look it up. The Bob Einstein, the Super Bob Einstein movie. Oh, cool. Is it? Is that on it's on HBO. It's on HBO. Or is that a different one? Is that what it is? That's it. Okay, the Super Bob, the Super Einstein, Bob movie. Einstein movie. Okay, cool. It's on HBO. Streaming. Uh, yeah. Streaming on HBO. Cool. Did you get it on Prime? I don't know. Uh, it just talks about Max right now. Let's see. I might have to send you a login, Richard, or we'll just FaceTime it and you can watch it there. Super Bob. But he's got, I see he's like with Larry David in the trailer. <laughs> oh, this is already starting off good. That's awesome. Does not look like it's on Prime. I think so. Not yet. Follows the life of the late actor, writer, and producer Bob Einstein following some of his greatest comedic contributions. So Albert Brooks, John Biner, Larry David, Susie F, and Jeff Garland, Cheryl Hines. I think Cheryl Hines is still smoking hot. I'll right just say that right now. Jimmy Kimmel, Norman Lear, Letterman, Steve Martin, Patton Oswald, Rob Reiner, Jerry Seinfeld, Sarah Silverman, J.B. Smooth, Tommy Smothers. Um, quite, a, quite a collection. Man, I forgot all about the Smothers Brothers. So did I. Super day. Yeah, some of my early memories were the, the Super Dave Osborne show starring Super Dave Osborne. Made with genuine Saskatchewan seal skin bindings. Yeah, it was it was something else, man. Yeah. Damn it, Fuji. It was always just getting destroyed. But you get your uh sexual AIDS toolkit there, Joel. What's going on? My weed box. Oh, cool. 
what's it called like weed woe or huh? chocolate bar i just keep all my edibles in here oh so you know like there's not like a monthly subscription like black i get like black raffle coffee automatically like every month or something like that you just you just keep it in your box this is like a pudding or a jello hey is it legal down there okay yeah i think so there's stores i think so yeah there's uh, yeah i drive by a couple of them on the way to work so yeah we'll be good restock there you go well we got the entertainment spotlight out of the way i guess we can uh skip on over to the uh one of our new favorite parts for sure that would be the happy ending yes wrap this beautiful episode up and uh let folks get back to their world so joel i'll let you go second since you just popped an edible but uh, richard you want to start this happy ending off like you know to refresh everybody like this is the general like what i learned best thing of the week what i want to talk about to wrap this whole thing up with yeah so this morning uh lana had gone to work and Richard was up uh, sleeping. Nice. I was down here at a five o'clock conference call. So I was downstairs hanging out. And uh, he comes down. He usually sits on by the heater next to the dog on the dog bed. Warms up. Anyways, comes down, does his normal routine. And I'm not really paying much attention. And I hear a flush in the uh, downstairs bathroom. We have victory. So, yeah. And I wait till he gets out. I was like, did you just go in there and poop? He's like, no, just peed. No problem. And then went back and sat with the dog. I was like, holy cow. So anyways, a little high five. Gone there. downhill since then. Yeah. <laughs> you saw what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah no, he, uh, yeah, it's just like no big deal. Like I do Gone downhill day. since then. Like, good God, I can only imagine what's happened in the rest of the day, but started off good. That's important. <laughs> Yeah, so, so those are things that when you have a two-year-old or a major life milestone life event. So uh absolutely yeah. harumph even. Yep, so. I'll, give you a, I'll give you a first class harumph. So yeah, yeah. So I had nothing yeah. to do with it. So well, I I think I originally, originally you did. So you know, well, don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous I, slouch. So I, yeah, I'm like uh uh I make him pack his baby bag around now. He's like, "Why well, you gotta pack the baby bag around? It's so heavy." I'm like, "If you're gonna keep, if you're not gonna use the bathroom, then yeah, you're just gonna pack your supplies around with you." I'm done lugging them around. Nice move there. That's a positive reinforcement. Maybe I like it. Yeah, rough, good sir, rough. All without reading one childhood book on how to raise a child. There you That's go. I should. I wanted to find you like an old torn up copy of the Doctor Spock book, like in Raising Arizona, and just send it to you. <laughs> now, come on, that's racist. <laughs> oh, I listen to sports talk on Fox Fox Sports in the morning, and uh, there's three guys on there. It's called Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, and like one of their drop in lines that they use all the time is racist it's like they'll say something because it's uh it's brady quinn lavar harrington and jonas knox and so lavar is a black guy brady quinn's obviously the quarterback they speak for notre dame so they'll talk about white or black or something and they drop in 
racist like all the time and it's freaking hilarious how much they pointed out it's <laughs> really funny i appreciate what they do with it but uh so now i giggle extra hard so that's basically what i do i guess so, so well, it's my fig- talk radio. My, I'm figuring on my figuring on doc on dr spock is uh spock's vulcan mm-hmm. close to asian and asians get good scores in math so it's got to be racist obviously math is racist for sure this whole two plus two is four shit is just for the birds, man. You can't expect minorities to be held to the same standard as everybody else. And then my brain, my, my, my shower thought of the day, my shower thought of the day is, and I find this so deeply ironic is Oregon passed a law that said you can take any drug that you want with no consequences. Doesn't matter. You could, if you wanted to go snort a line of fentanyl and die, there's going to be no problem. Except for Ivermectin, of course. Right? I can't tell you. Yeah, but you cannot. Nice Joel. Yeah, you cannot not take the vaccine. Yes. So that is how crazy we are. Is you can take any illegal drug you want. Yes. But yes, you can't, can't refuse not to take an unknown, legal. unproven, ineffective. Yes. Drug, sure. Okay, that, that makes perfect the, sense. That is the height. That's the height of. That's the height of a. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't get it. There's no logic there. That's when you probably know about this. What's this thing I keep reading lately? I've been reading about uh, people pointing it out when they try to force you to take a vaccine. There's something called like the. Is it a declaration or some sort that? says you can't force people to take something without their consent yeah it's a it's from world war ii or world war one yeah what is that called what it's called the nuremberg treaty i think is what yeah Yeah, oh that's right yeah yeah it's like a war crime essentially is what they're Mm -hmm. doing i think it's the crime against humanity is what it is what it comes precisely yeah and that's why their OSHA argument's so weak, too, also, because OSHA is only during work hours. Yeah. And yep. this is something that obviously affects us out of work hours. Well, also. I heard him bring that up. And I one of the guys that. in the one of the good, Joel. No, no, I'll do my part after Richard. Well, it's, this always turns into open discussion. So that's the beautiful well, part about it. This yeah. is going into what I was going to talk about, even though it's not really happy ending. Good, Bradbury. Better go before Richard. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. Go ahead, Bradbury. From her experience, I'm done. I'm no, you are. No, I thought you had something poignant to, to dive into. We just ruined Joel's transition. I, I should have just said, take her away, Joel. Yeah, Mister Joel, give us your thoughts. Well, after last week when Richard told us about this Supreme Court thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually tuned in, and I think I think you did too, Richard. You, you were texting about it a little bit. Yep. Uh, so I was listening to him talking. One observation I had is, and I've noticed it in previous like Supreme Court decisions, they spend so much time rationalizing their decisions by being like referring to well in this case it precedent right so like in this case it's huge yes they did this and so you're doing 
it seems like they're making decisions based on a prior decision that was based on a prior decision. Mm-hmm. There should be like some sort of rule that like, no, you guys have to like tie this directly back to the constitution. It's like a that, multiplicity. That, so every every in movie multiplicity, every copy gets worse. Weaker. Yes. Meaning every time you make a ruling based on constitution that weakens the constitution and the meaning of it and then you're basing one on that and it weakens that and listening to them and especially it was so weird listening to like so much of this pandemic has just made everybody open their eyes and realize not everybody obviously but like significant portion of the population open their eyes and be like this is fucked up um you have Sotomayor sitting on the Supreme Court just saying something outrageously false <laughs> that a hundred thousand yeah. kids are in the hospital and ICU and ventilators and all this shit. Like one, like, why are you even worried about that? Like, who cares? It's not be like your, your job is, true. is to judge well, the constitutionality correct. of a mandate you shouldn't be doing. talking about the local political impacts it's the constitutionality of this of this thing precisely joel but yeah but now now it's reached a point where like i you know i always thought up until like a week ago i kind of thought the supreme court was like well at least they're you know professionals and they're rational <laughs> They're not. They're fortunately not wrong. Yeah, I'll, I'll, the and then vast majority. and then my shower thought was, uh, and I, I looked it up because I was curious about it. But uh, a constitutional convention. Yep. Uh, at a certain point, if things get s- too fucked up, and people push back, ultimately. I guess it's, you could throw a wrench in it by what they're doing with like allowing so many illegal immigrants in and giving them the power to vote. So like mm-hmm. New York is now going as of I think today or yesterday, you don't even have to be a U.S. citizen to vote in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think ultimately that was that has s- happened. Huh. I think the courts are going to tie that one up. I don't think it's going to fly. Right. No, I agree, it could, but... But, but the, the, the nerve of them to try to do that. Um, I think if things were to get so bad, I think Americans would probably get together and be like, all right, let's do this constitutional convention thing. Throw They're out all working the nonsense. On Dude, everything that this is from well, I'm on CNN's website, so maybe not, but 7:43 p.m. Eastern Thursday, December 9th, 2021. New York City on Thursday became the largest municipality in the U.S. to allow non-citizens to vote in local elections. In a vote of 33 to 14, the Democrat-controlled city council passed the measure known as Our City, Our Vote. Under the legislation, non-citizens who have lived in the city for at least 30 days. How the fuck do you prove that? And are legal permanent residents of the U.S., including green card holders, individuals with permits, and DACA holders are allowed to vote in city elections, including mayor, public advocate, borough president, and city council. 
yeah, there I don't think it will stand up to the scrutiny that it needs to go through. But who knows? Maybe like you get an activist court or judges on a court that are activists. Huh. It's really easy get to this. Other council members brought up concerns regarding the impact the new bill would have on black voters. Where do African American voters fit in? Said Majority Leader Lori Cumbo, a Democrat ahead of the vote. This particular legislation is going to shift the power dynamics in New York City in a major way. And we do not have the numbers or information to know how that is going to impact African American communities who have been the most vulnerable in their existence in New York. She said the bill would be a win for the Dominican Republic and voiced concern that Latino voters could vote Republican once given the right to vote. How wild. Damn Latino. How wild. New York has nearly 800,000 non-citizens, according to Rodriguez's office. Advocates of the bill say it's about allowing everyone to participate in the democratic process. It's set to go into effect January 2023. Okay, so it's not like they're going to be doing it yet, but it's um, critics of the bill, including Mayor Bill de Blasio. Wow, if he's against it, how bad is it? Said the legislation could potentially discourage illegal permanent residents from becoming citizens. <laughs> oh, oh my My understanding is that de Blasio and then even Eric Adams, as of today or yesterday, had the opportunity to uh, veto it or something. I don't know what they would do. You can shoot it in the head for sure. Yeah. But they no, Adams, uh, Adams approved it. Yeah. The RNC filed a lawsuit in September against Swinisky and Montpelier, Vermont, over letting non-citizens vote. So, but yeah, that's one of the very first headlines. It's about uh, New York City mayor signs law allowing non-citizens to vote. So, I guess if ultimately I realize uh, if things get too out of control, then I think there's enough states to do a constitutional convention to throw out a lot of them have already they try to do a lot of them already passed it like they're good to go mm-hmm. so yeah or there's only like two like they only need like two more states or something right but what they want to do yeah. is um i think term, term limits, term limits which is like i know you guys like that idea I used to I used to really really be against term limits like completely against term limits. I was like, that's why we vote. But considering how things run now and who gets to run in, in elections, I think it's a good idea. Especially when you consider that we put that in place for the president. At some reason, at the same time, we didn't do it for Congress. And you have like these lifelong politicians on both sides of the aisle that are just absolutely freaking lutely worthless as long as you're doing that more importantly why not use that as an opportunity to be like all right we're going to put a limit on how much you can tax people yeah we kind of have that already but not officially but yeah like i don't think there's anything that says that limit it's like all we voted yeah for sure it's still way too much but like i'd much rather have them put term limits on members of congress or make it like a freaking jury duty um in my opinion that and lottery um and when they're counting the votes it should be live 
the one dude in a count room that's a clear table like Vegas. It's like a tally on the freaking screen. Like none of the secret sauce shit, any way, shape, or form, anywhere. Like anything else we do in this world, we have by the second updates. I'm sorry. That's where we should be with voting. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. I just want to see it happening when it's happening live. And none of this late night bullshit, none of this nobody's in the room stuff. Like it's a live stream, like a count room in a casino, man. That's all anybody should ask. Seriously. I'm even more radical than just term limits. If I was, uh, I was setting policy, nobody would be allowed to serve in state or local or federal government for more than 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could go get a nonprofit degree job if you wanted to afterwards, but, or you could go to the private sector, but after 15 years in the government, you're done. That's Mm -hmm. it. No more Anthony Fauci's, no more of these guys that are Mm -hmm. career barricades. And that would go for military guys too. 15 years, you're out. Retired at 15. Yep. Yeah. Well, it clearly needs some more limits on. I also need more limits on um, these emergency Uh authorizations where it completely, completely abused. Yeah. Of a fucking king. Highly abused lately. Yes. I don't think anybody realized how easily they could do that. But also, people didn't realize that. People that also didn't realize how easily they didn't have to follow them. Yes, there's that also, Richard. The problem is that how would I how can I state this without pissing everybody off? Yeah, fuck them. No, Michael Malice has a good point, and he says that law enforcement by any by its very nature is totalitarian, is and that's the that's one of the biggest weaknesses in our democracy and republic is that law enforcement goes along with some of this stupid crap and mindlessly goes like no offense to new york but those guys that were checking those people for covid tests and arresting them they should all be arrested i mean that is not a law enforcement person's job no should not, not at be all. Health and like physical violence, that kind of stuff, like domestic abuse, um, dealing drugs to kids, knocking over private businesses, all should be concerns of the cops. But enforcing politicians' stupid rules, uh, n- no, it's and you can see it in rural America. Most of the sheriffs and most of the deputies said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, we're not doing that." Yeah, that's not our For job. For some man. reason, when you get in- when you get in the urban area, you got those wackadoos that want to fall into line and they want to impress their social client, their court, their climbers in the system or something. And they'll actually step on people's freedoms in order to advance their own, their selves. And that's not that's the kind the of problem. Nope. That's not the kind of people you want in law enforcement. So. I don't know. Yeah. And then last thing i'll say is on top of that we got to rein in <clears throat> the federal powers a little bit so i think is that the dhs is creating another branch to investigate domestic terrorism 
Just saw that today. Yeah, I didn't I think read it yet, we but... know what that means. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and once they, and then like everybody else says, once they start that, it's never, it's not going to. Oh, like, you can't defund it. It's not going to be thing. like, okay, we're done. No, with you, can, this. We can, you can defund it. The chances of getting rid of it, like officially, are pretty slim, but you cannot fund it anymore. That's one of the great government tricks and secrets of all this idiocy is like, yeah, it's still in the books, but we just don't spend money on it anymore. So it doesn't really exist. But yeah, it makes your hair stand up to think about that. And like, how does that happen? Like, just randomly, they decide we should create it. Like, who nobody voted on that? Nobody decided that's a good idea. That's like some dude somewhere or some chick in a building's like, here's what we need to do. And it just happens. Like, how is that possible? Even at a local Kavanaugh. level. What? I think it was Kavanaugh that was. Uh questioning him about like um he was asking that same question he was like how do you pull this back he, you know they're not going to give it back i can't remember what he was mm. saying exactly but his oral arguments he was arguing he's like you can't put this back in the box if we don't stop it now yeah because it's only the beginning think about that too think how yeah. scary that is like you think this is all jacked up right now Think about what's coming next. Like, I don't even want to go there. Like, I will be in the wilderness in a van down by the river. I'm sorry. No way around it, man. You already are. You're in Florida. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I think it never take our freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah rump. Any more uh, happy endings, Joel? It's not really called happy ending. It should be called shower thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I I get, let me before I say it out loud. Let me make sure it's still true. But <laughs> this yeah. is hot off the press news, folks. Generally, um, I'm getting the sense that I think uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum—they've been on like a downward trajectory for solid two months at this point, and have lost a shit ton of money. Mm. But. Over the last couple, two or three days. You think inflation is going to play a role in that, making it go back up? Uh, definitely has a part in it. But I think that it, look, it, look, it seems to me that I think they might have reached a bottom. Mm. Knock on wood. Uh, last couple of days, it's up quite a bit. <laughs> that's dead, a, cat, a, dead cat, dead cat bounce. Yeah. No. That's funny. Funny, I, I think I think I think we'll go on like a bit of a tear for a while. I don't think we're ready yet for a massive recession. Yeah, I don't want to be, but who knows what we're ready for, what we're gonna get. So Richard, I decided to comment too real quick. Uh, thanks for being on video tonight. It's good to see you. I appreciate that. Because uh, oh yeah, I got a new phone. That's awesome. Because also, like when we do the video, like it's just me and Joel. So people see the video, it's just us, but they don't know you're there. So kind of feel bad for you. Well, it worked out pretty good tonight. So yeah, it's nice. Really What's good. your new phone? You got you don't have an Android, but your operating system is Android. I got a uh, Microsoft Surface Duo. Two Do over? Yeah. Oh. It's pretty slick. They give pretty that cool to you phone. for free. Ah! <laughs> No, no, it would be, it would, you'd be, it's more like a computer than it is a phone. No, show it to so. us. Huh? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not that fancy then. Yeah, I can't even take a selfie. What the hell? No. Whatever makes no, you happy. Uh, no, it's, it's super productive. Yeah. So you're just gonna be the. I don't want to know what you're going on with your screensaver there, Joel. I, yeah, that's fine. It's fair. I know. Obviously, yeah. Richard's just gonna be the dude that's the green conversation for forever. So it's all right. You and you and Poyo. Oh. Yeah. That's I think okay. that I might actually. I think that I think that I might be a little bit ahead of the curve. So good, good. <laughs> Whatever you have to tell yourself to sleep at night. Yeah, it's usually about rainbow forts and unicorns. So it's okay. Yeah. It's a, so they are. Did you hear that they're pressuring Apple to uh, break down that part of the texting? What do you mean? They're press. They're pressuring Apple to make texting uniform across the all platforms. Oh, like iMessage standard, basically. Yeah. So, so, you, can, like, so you can always text across the internet, basically. That's the huge. Yeah. Difference. So there's no like, more. There's no more blue or green. There's just everybody has the same texting. Racist. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a real pain in the ass. How are you going to be able to know that you're better than other people? Yeah. I mean, I have my own sense of superiority. Um, and my watch, my Apple watch tells me every morning, but it's still, I need reinforcement. I'm, I'm sorry. So it's just such a pain in the ass. And you have multiple people on one text chain and most of them are Apple. So you can like, if you have bad coverage or you can just run it over, like you can send a large video, you can send whatever you want because it goes over Wi-Fi. And then there's that one a-hole on your text. It's green. So you have to like walk outside or like send it later or send it separately or just don't send it at all because they can't freaking get it. Yeah. Like it happens. Like, like McDave was what, at the Raiders what, game last weekend. So McDave's at the Raiders game. So he's sending stuff to me and Poyo. Poyo basically has a freaking tin can with a piece of string to it for a cell phone. So like when yeah. McDave would send the video, it would take forever to come through. And then it would look like it was like an, I don't know, like a 1985 pixelated movie. It was just absolute dog shit. If you sent it just to me, iPhone to iPhone, it's awesome. It's like HD, 4K, runs great. But if he had Beavis on the same freaking message, it was absolute shite. I was like, just send it to him separately, man. I can't even see that crap. So sorry to overrun you, you were saying. Here's, here's my question is, Michael or Apple has doesn't have a next, so that's what I'm interested in. Is what is the next thing? The Androids are evolving quicker and faster than the Apples are, but they still haven't even caught up to them. So, what's the point? Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't fair, but it made me laugh. I mean, they've perfected no, no. text message technology. You got to go to. I'm just saying decentralization. Phones are starting to look a lot different than your standard iPhone. I mean, they're changing. And iPhone and the iPhone doesn't seem to be changing it. And there doesn't seem to be any signal from Apple that they're evolving their phone at all. What are they turning into? That's Nothing. that was my my quirky comment that like, yeah, Android's still evolving and it hasn't even caught up to iPhone yet. So keep evolving. And then when we all get together, then we might move on to the next phase. No, I'm just 
that's the software side of it. The hardware's the hardware's evolving quickly. What do you want it to be? I, I'm all for the next iteration. I mean, I looked at the Samsung like foldy thing. I'm like, well, that's kind of neat, but I don't care about that. So whatever. I, I got a phone that can access my computer completely. Yeah, I have well, that's fine. I have Dropbox on mine. I don't I mean it's pretty close, but I don't like you have a virtual lap like desktop. Is that important? Yeah, basically, yeah. Cool. So I mean, that's why I have Dropbox because that's where all my files are on Dropbox on either one. So I can do the same thing. I mean, I don't know if you want to look at your like home screen, I guess, but like all my files are on Dropbox, so it doesn't matter. So when my screen's completely deployed, it's six inches. You already here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, diagonal. I actually went back. Like this is a 12 plus or no, this is just a 12. I had like an 11 plus. It was like, you know, it was getting like the ghetto box style. I went back to the slightly smaller phone. So it fits in your freaking pocket um, easier. Like it's actually, I went down in phone size when I got the 12 because like it was just getting ridiculous again. So for the seven plus it was like this big. Um, and then like I had like the 11 pro plus last time and it was too big anyways so i'm like i want a smaller phone i just want a freaking phone i don't need to see everything on here i have an ipad i have a watch i have a mac i'm okay so i got the 12 like in the like mostly normal size yeah but if you need a six inch screen to look at your desktop no no rock on man no i was saying yeah you'd have to see my phone to see what it how it's just that different so what's it called again microsoft duo 2 Duo two by Microsoft. Coolio. I'll, uh, I guess I probably shouldn't Google a Microsoft product, but I'll look it up anyways. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. What's your best thing of the week? Uh, actually, that Joel's going to come down and hang out for a, a few days uh, and get some Florida time and uh, just do some chilling like Bob Dylan. Yeah. What's the next week update? You got some uh, musical stuff planned? Uh, actually, I don't know if anybody's playing or not. We're gonna play some play some golf. Um, Pretty looked at music. Yeah. Nothing. No Nothing, big huh? no big acts. We didn't plan well around that. We're just gonna make our own. Grange? Yeah. Grangeville doesn't have like a kick ass live country bar that plays every weekend. It's got some country bars, but they're okay. So, so you basically have like two iPads duct taped together. Is that what you have? Yeah. The Duo Two so it's like two screens. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Cool, man. Hey. Uh, what's Grange? Is that the town you're in, Mike? Gainesville. Yeah. What's... Oh. You don't I live in say... Gainesville, though, right? Yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. So you lived in a small town outside of Gainesville. I used to. When I first got here, I was crashing at the Buddy's place out in High Springs, but I live in Gainesville. I have a Gainesville address. Yeah. I'm well, like... I want to go to a country bar. What's that? I want to go to a country bar. Oh, we'll, That's what I'd like to see. we'll figure something out for you there. Yeah. And when Hendrix came down, we went to one. It's called like Knockin' Boots or something. That's where we went and watched the, the uh, concert at downtown. So I was, there's a whole shit ton of bars down. Like it's all college downtown, like restaurants and bars is all it is. So you can just go wander there's around. The bars. They're yeah, on this end of town. Bar. They're on the, they're on the, the east end of town and all the idiot. Frat bars are on the other end of town. So, yeah. 
it's pretty there's a nice bifurcation knocking boots is like almost in the middle but slightly towards the adult side so yeah that's good it's how many right. people live there i don't know i don't know what the population is i can tell you in a minute i'm sure but uh yeah, uh, it's good size college. Seventy thousand is my guess. I think it's a bit more. Guess, Richard? I was thinking a little bigger than Bend. I think it's. Uh, let's see. Smaller than Reno, I bet. Yeah, probably so. Where the hell's the damn? Which is a good sized town, city. Gainesville in the city county seat of Alachua County is the largest city in north central Florida. That's a pretty specific comment with a population of 141,000 in 2020. So yeah. the principal city of the Gainesville metropolitan and it is the principal city of the Gainesville metropolitan area, which had a population of 340,000 in 2020. So it's home to the University of Florida the fourth largest public university campus by enrollment in the United States as of the 2021 academic year. So there you go. Yeah. Harumph. Yes. The oh, tree can yeah. is both dense and species rich. So there you go. Um, I'm yes. going to try another, I'm going to try another clubhouse. Probably. No, oh, give us some warning next time. Will you? Yeah. Yeah. So that, this is the warning. Probably going to be Sunday, six o'clock ish Pacific Standard Time. We'll see if we can uh, get a reacher conversation going. That would be good. I was like, I had to re-download the app and a whole bunch of shit, and then it wasn't. Yeah, I was like, whatever. I'm out of here. So yeah. Which is here's one of the bad things about being an Android. I think that it was Clubhouse was on Apple when it was awesome, and there was people doing like really cool talks, and then it sort of got co-opted by a bunch of like porn normally happens on the internet porn and like yeah beef videos and all sorts of or anyway so i think i might have having an android i might have missed missed the best of clubhouse but i'm gonna give it another try that's cool yeah we'll try to jump in um yeah like you know like, that's one annoying thing about apple like if you don't use an app for a little while and like you have to re-download it on your phone you notice that joel no oh, mine doesn't anyways like yeah. Like I hadn't used Clubhouse in for I don't know how long, so I was like, "Oh, what's going on here? Oh, re-download." Then they like go to that. It's pretty quick, but you still got to do it. Then you're like, "Oh no, I, now that's why I get all these notifications again." So, thanks for bringing it back to life. But so cool, yeah. So keep pay attention, Reachers. If you're on Clubhouse, uh, we'll probably try to do something on there on Sunday around six o'clock uh, Pacific, nine o'clock Eastern, which is kind of when we go live here on this as well. So. Keep your uh, keep your ears open there, Enos. Yeah. We used right to do on. that. We used to do that all the time. It was like a Chevy Chase. Chevy, yeah. I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. So awesome. Well, I think with that high point, we will wrap up this week's reaching. Um, thanks again to everybody for all your support, all the questions, the comments. Thanks again to BNK for your support. Again, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Live right now, or uh, obviously on the uh, local uh, or notable podcast locations such as iTunes, Spotify, iHearts, etc., etc. So there's no reason really not to know where we're at. So please make sure to like, subscribe, share, talk, good, bad. Um, 
send in your questions, your comments, concerns, and as always, we'll be we'll be coming back with the uh, the next outlet here pretty quick. But again, guys, thanks for making the time tonight. Uh, appreciate it. Good to see everybody, and uh, thanks to all the reachers for keeping on. And and, and as always, uh, just keep on reaching, and we're going to lock this one up uh, without high point. How's that sound? Good. Outstanding. Well, unanimous. Good night.